This podcast episode is brought to you by Paleo Valley's Organic Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Now, we all know that many olive oils are cut with seed oils or that they are rancid, and so it's not always easiest to find a quality and properly sourced olive oil. Yes, in case you didn't know, many store bought olive oils are diluted or blended, compromising both taste and quality, and may even cause rancidity. I'm really glad that Paleo Valley's extra virgin olive oil remains pure and unadulterated, sourced from a single organic valley in Greece. Paleo Valley ensures freshness and nutrient content by packaging their olive oil in dark glass bottles. At a certain point, I stopped using extra virgin olive oil, but once our practice started working with people with chronic inflammatory response syndrome or SIRS, we started recommending it for the reduction of TGF beta 1. It is an immune system marker that shows inflammation both for COVID 19, SIRS, and actually many other illnesses. So if your TGF beta 1 is high, you may want to try incorporating a little bit of extra virgin olive oil. Make sure to check it out. It comes in a two pack package. And remember, All Paleo Valley products are guaranteed with a money back guarantee. Go to paleovalley.com slash nwj to get 15% off your order. Thanks for supporting companies that support this podcast. Hey guys, it's Judy from Nutrition with Judy. for joining me again today. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Judy Cho and I am a nutritional therapy practitioner. I work with clients to get to root cause healing and oftentimes that is with healing the gut and using a meat-based elimination diet. So today this is part two of a stool discussion on a meat-based diet. So the first one, if you haven't seen it, I will link to it, but you want to watch that first. It talks about constipation and what is normal In terms of stools, how many bowel movements you should have in a day or two on a meat based diet. So I recommend checking that out first. Okay, so let's just get right into it. So, seven reasons why you may be having loose stools on a meat based diet after transition. Some of these kind of overlap with the constipation, but it's if you do it in excess. So, one, are you having too much fat? So, sometimes people come to this diet and they hear that they need to eat 75% fat or 80%. So, they just dive in and start eating that, and their gallbladder is in shock. And if you don't have a gallbladder, even more so, your liver is in shock because it is not used to producing as much bile. If you have a gallbladder and you have been eating low fat or no fat or even poor fats, your gallbladder is. Bile is probably sludgy at this point, isn't really working. It's not a well oiled machine. So, what you want to do is you may need to take a little bit of digestive enzymes.、Um, you can take some lipase for fat, protease for protein, and there's several enzymes for、um, protein digestion. But you may want to take that to help you break down your fat. If you don't have a gallbladder, I highly recommend it just because it is so much easier to get the liver to start producing more bile when you have some supports. If you still have loose stools, even with these digestive enzymes, then you may want to break out your meals into smaller amounts so that you can tolerate the fat and kind of ease your body into that much fat. So, you may want to do the four to five meals, as I talked about in the previous video. You may also want to just start out at 65% fat, just eat the fat that's on the meat and then don't eat excess. But over time, that often does not work for women because it affects the hormones, the sleep at night. You can even get meat sweats. So, 
figure out at least while you're transitioning, maybe you eat lower fat because you have loose stools and your body cannot tolerate the fat. But long term, you will have to figure out how to slowly get your body assimilated to having more fat. You don't want to have loose stools long term because you are then depleting yourself of minerals and nutrients. And that is not ideal. Number two, are you having a lot of processed foods and pork rinds? I had a client that used to eat a lot of pork rinds and he would get a lot of sticky stools and just his gut would not feel good. So he'd love the crunch because he missed the crunch. He would eat a lot of pork rinds and then his stool was just really icky. Um, So if you are eating a lot of processed foods, sometimes it has the opposite effect of constipation and it, it can actually cause you to have loose stools. If you are, you know, maybe drinking a lot of excess water with your um, snacks because it's extra salty and it uses just the um, iodized salt. Um, If it just has any of those fillers, you may be just drinking more water and it may just cause loose stools in your body. So I recommend obviously sticking to whole real meats. Number three, do you suffer from histamines? If you know you have a histamine intolerance, you definitely want to cut the aged uh, meats, the cured cheese, older meats that have been kind of set out in your fridge for a while, um, bone broth, all of these things can cause a histamine response in your body. But oftentimes, the thing is, these are all band-aids. What you really want to do is heal the small intestine. Most of the DAO or the DAO, that enzyme that breaks down Um, histamines are located in your small intestine, the kidney, the thymus, all of those are great, but they are not as concentrated as the small intestine. So as you heal your small intestine, where, where most of your immune system is, you can then probably tolerate more foods with even higher amounts of histamine. So focus on that. Um, Sometimes eating ground beef and you have a histamine intolerance will cause a lot of loose stools. So work on reducing high histamine foods while you are healing your gut. And then over time, you should be able to tolerate more foods. Another option is for some people with high histamine responses, they can do better with a little bit of vitamin C. The other thing is there also may be an imbalance in copper, but just an FYI, you may want to try a little bit of vitamin C in the mornings. Um, I recommend no more than 500 milligrams because sometimes vitamin C can convert to oxalates. So try 500 milligrams. Um, I say go for the more natural versions. Um, Camu Camu is an um, awesome one because it's actually made from fruits. Number four, are you drinking too much water by your meals? In my last video, I already talked a lot about how the pH of our stomach is so important. It needs to be as acidic as possible. We need to have the pH of our stomach acid to be between 1.5 to maybe 2.5, maybe three, but we need it to be Um, acidic enough and the right pH, and that will help our digestion. But when we drink a lot of water, sometimes that can just throw off the throw off the overall pH levels. And then that will cause us to then indirectly have loose stools. So you want to make sure and not drink a lot of water by your meals. Five, is it your medication? Sometimes taking medication the same amount that you were when you were on a standard American diet is not beneficial for you. You definitely want to work with your doctor to make sure that, hey, maybe because I'm eating a low carb diet, I don't need as much insulin or don't need as much metformin. Work with your doctor to figure out what is causing possibly too much medication when you don't need it as much, even water pills for blood pressure. All of these things can impact your gut and also can affect your loose stools. Number six, are you taking excess electrolytes or minerals? So oftentimes when we come to a low carb diet, they always talk about electrolytes, electrolytes, you will feel the keto flu or carnivore flu. You will feel run down, you'll feel heart palpitations, you'll get headaches. 
all of this is related to the flu and so you need to manage your electrolytes so therefore here are the powders the drops and everything in between i think they're great for when you first transition but you really want your body to find a balance now in the last video i did say that minerals are depleted in our soil that is a true statement so what you really want to start with is just start with the simple baseline of some soleil water and don't overdo the electrolyte powders. A lot of times they have fillers and additives and sweeteners and they're just not ideal. If you use soleil water because it's natural salt, unrefined salt from the oceans or from a rock, you can then have the minerals unbind from the salt. And again, you will be getting natural minerals and see if you can balance your electrolytes that way. Over time, if you're still feeling low energy, that's when maybe you can do a little bit more refining of the mineral balancing and you could do that with the hair test. But again, for now, in the beginning, just focus on doing a little bit of soleil water, maybe use some magnesium spray at night. Maybe you could take a little bit of potassium in the morning, but just figure out what works for you. But you don't want to be relying on these exogenous supplements and electrolytes, especially if you're getting loose stools. All right, the last one, are you stressed? Are you managing your stressors? Um, I talk about this all the time with my clients, but we can work on changing our diet. We can work on our sleep and all of these other factors, but we must lower our stressors. If you are working on healing your gut and eating the right foods that will support the body rather than cause toxins in the body, that will already lower our stress levels within the body. But we also need to reduce the stressors that are outside of the body. So the environment. You know, are you in a toxic relationship, in a toxic environment? All of these things then will cause our mental scripts. So the thoughts we have, right? So if we have a bad day, are we naturally saying, oh, something is wrong with me or this always happens to me or I just don't have blank, blank, blank. So all of these things, these internal scripts, the way we view the world, if it's negative, if all of these things are happening, we will cause natural stress um, to our body. And we, that is not ideal. If you have a high level of cortisol, which again is what your adrenals produce when you are stressed, whether it's perceived or real, you will have excess cortisol in the body and excess cortisol will cause inflammation within the body and just a lot of other unhappy things. The other thing is when you are stressed, your body, your adrenals will then start doing wonky things with your um, salt levels. So adrenals love salt. The aldosterone hormone, again, controlled by adrenals will then either use up all the salt and then later your potassium will have to come in and then same with calcium and magnesium and all the minerals basically play together and you will feel more imbalances in your electrolytes. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but on certain stressful days, let's say you got really angry or you've been upset. If you notice that there's a correlation with your electrolytes being more imbalanced. Um, I noticed that on some days, if I'm really stressed and I maybe wasn't eating a lot and I had a lot of coffee in the morning and I didn't, you know, eat a lot of nutrients with magnesium, for example, I may feel some of the heart palpitations. And so I will literally just spray some magnesium on my heart or, you know, around my body to just get some magnesium absorbed through the skin. So you may notice that when you're stressed, that you have a more, um, higher susceptibility to electrolyte imbalances. And so that's when we really need to work on the stress. Obviously taking electrolytes is important and minerals, but that is more of a band-aid than managing the actual stress. So sometimes it's just environment. So if it's a job that's really stressful, obviously that's not harder to uh, fix right away, but it's something to consider, but it's also just the way you think about yourself in, in the world. So if your kind of perception of yourself is always to kind of 
uh, bad talk yourself, that stuff causes stress on your body. So I always say to my clients, talk to yourself like you would talk to your best friend. Would you really reprimand your friend for you know, making a mistake or having a bad day, you probably wouldn't. So in the same vein, you don't want to be talking to yourself that way. It actually will cause cortisol to release. And then the thoughts and will then affect your behaviors and the way that you will even perceive the world or react to someone will be more negative. And then there's a higher chance you'll get in a fight with someone and so on and so forth. So I know this is such a hard part to work on, especially during these times, but we really, really need to work on stress management. I always recommend doing some deep breathing, yoga, meditation, uh, doing uh, cold showers, just things to even calm the body down. And that will help then with even some loose stools. Loose stools is oftentimes related to electrolyte imbalance. And when you're stressed, the electrolyte imbalance gets worse. All right, guys, I try to be exhaustive with my list of reasons for constipation and reasons for loose stools. I hope that you guys use these tools. And then if you are struggling even more after that, I do recommend a comprehensive stool test or even taking some gut supports and even working with someone professionally. It is sometimes just worth it to spend the money and work with someone and heal your gut or heal other areas so that you don't have to suffer for long term. All right, guys, if you found this helpful, please make sure to share. This helps us to spread the word and have our communities heal. All right, guys, well, you know the drill. Make sure to eat a lot of meat. Take care of your bodies because it is the only place you have to live. I will talk to you guys soon. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Nutrition with Judy podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please make sure to leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast app so more listeners like you can find the show. If you want more practitioner care and support, head over to nutritionwithjudy.com groups so you can get more real talk about carnivore, the environment, and root cause healing. You can also find my content on Nutrition with Judy's YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Make sure to sign up for my weekly newsletter and learn more about in-depth articles with infographics at nutritionwithjudy.com slash articles. You can find my two books, Carnivore Cure and the Complete Carnivore Diet for Beginners on carnivorecure.com and amazon.com. At the heart of Nutrition with Judy's practice, our mission lies with a deep, unwavering passion for service and community. We will continue to empower you to have the knowledge and tools to live a life nearly symptom-free because we firmly believe in healing and wellness for all.